I'm having a weird hair day. Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Jason Tucker, and this is WP Water Cooler. This is episode number 227, and today's topic is... Is it Steve's weird hair day? Is that what it was? Oh, no, no, no. It's actually... I don't know what's going on over here. It's the WordPress plugin directory. We're going to talk about WordPress plugin directory in just a minute. Before we do that, let's get everyone introduced. Aaron, it's your turn. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Hey, Jason. Um, I'm the director of web engineering at Zeek. I work with the lovely Steve and Sarah. And uh, yeah, thank you for having me. Hey, you survived this long. Good job. I'm not sure. I still actually been, like Steve, sure, if you can believe. Not sure I've ever been described as lovely, but go on. <laughs> Andy, how about you? Um, I'm a surgeon in uh, Palm Springs, California. And uh, for fun, I do uh, plugin development. Nice. Good to have you on. How about you, Brian? Yes, uh, Brian Hogg, um, help run all the WordPress stuff in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. And I have three plugins in the Reaper right now, soon to be a fourth. As soon as I stop putting malicious code in there, they keep catching it. It's really annoying. Man, base 64, dude. You know, you got to watch <laughs> out for that. How about yeah. you, Sarah? Rules. <laughs> Hi, I'm Sarah Weefald. I'm the production manager slash product manager slash whatever at Zeke Interactive. And uh, I can't wait for WordCamp San Diego this weekend. Woo! Nice. All right. How about you, Steve? I am Steve Zanga. I'm the founder of Zeke Interactive, and I lead the OC WordPress Meetup, which will be held this Monday at our office in Huntington Beach. Awesome. I'm Jason Tucker. You can find me over at Jason Tucker on Twitter, and my blog is jasontucker.blog. That's about it. So, folks, let's talk a little bit about uh, the WordPress plugin directory. Um, man, this thing's evolved over time, and it had a, a major revision just recently. Um, what have you guys have? What have you seen about that particular, you know, that version of of the WordPress repo that's come out now? Now we're calling it the directory, huh? <laughs> well, the first thing I notice is the home page of the directory now looks how it looks when you're looking at, say, add a new plugin inside of the WordPress dashboard. So that, that's consistent. So everything's in those, those, uh, those grid uh, boxes, the, the, the two column boxes, which makes for a nice layout. Well, it's still not the default. Um, that new one is still not the default. You still have to go and click on a link on the top there. It says, test out our plugin directory. And then you get to I see that plugin directory. Oh, yeah. is, that, is it because I clicked on the... Uh, you know, um, oh, there's, I, an even, there's an even newer one than what I was seeing. So, so thank you, Jason. Yep. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at it right now, and and it, it's very clean. But I, I find a lot of those links that they had before um, on the side. Oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> no, still, I mean, we're looking at. We're like everything. Oh, everything's still all there. It's just in very different places. So it's yeah. going to take some time for those of us who have been used to looking in the on the plugin directory. Uh, to find everything again. The, I mean, the look and feel is really nice. My biggest issue, especially with having the plugins there, is that the reviews are in full, kind of right up front. And even if you have like a thousand good reviews, the last one that's there gets shown in full. So I really see that could be a potential issue with the new new one that isn't live yet. But um, yeah, that's something I've submitted as feedback. We're, we're I just did a search. In, so the first thing I see in the plugin directory is a search box. I did a yep. search for cache. Um, and I'm just saying, <laughs> You just want to make more cache. So. Yeah. Uh, no, no. C-A-C-H-E. Oh, not the kind that rules everything around me. Um, I'm, I'm, so, but I'm not seeing what you're talking about, uh, the, the latest review. 
Yeah. So if you so if you go if you go to a plugin and then you mm -hmm. click on okay. that, you know tell us what you think link at the top, you'll see. Got it. Uh, okay. Yeah, you'll see that. So yeah, it just it just shows it cuts out the description oh, under under the review under, section. Right. It shows the latest review. Got it. That would be helpful if it wasn't just the latest, but the most helpful. So similar to Amazon, like was this review helpful or not? Show the most helpful reviews to people, but that would require so, implementing a new functionality. Yeah, it might be helpful if they had like an upvote, downvote type of thing. Like yeah, exactly. So does that mean that at some point here we'll start getting people that will receive plugins in the mail, and then they'll 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 use the they'll use the plugin at their house, and then they'll write about it, and then they'll have to say that you know this was a paid endorsement of the product or something like that. A paid endorsement, <laughs> but it didn't influence how I felt about it. Like an A plus, A plus, we'll buy again. <laughs> So just looking, um, just looking at the at, at some of these, like for instance, I'm looking at one called WP Fastest Cash because you know Steve was talking about all yes. the cash around him, and so I was like, well, look, you know, there's a you know there's a, a nice header graphic now. There's an image next to the the person's name and the and that. There's a download link over on the right hand side. Um, you get descriptions. You know, you get all the metadata regarding that particular plugin. Its downloads, its ratings, the support links. Um, how many support you know things are there in the last two months, um, and then you get like this big old FAQ thing with reviews. So I mean, it, it seems like you have all this stuff on here. The the thing about the WordPress repo I never really understood is that it's not the default place that I go look at for a plugin. Like I go load up whatever website I'm going to be doing something on, and then do a search for the plugin, and then I'm going to see it within you know, why WordPress interface, and then I'm going to download it and install it. You're not, talk, you're not suggesting to our audience that they do, go do a Google search for a WordPress plugin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although I do do the Google search because sometimes, you know, you get into the plugin directory and it's completely overwhelming. Right. So, you know, and, 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 and it I, doesn't have everything in it. So if you just do like a, you know, best plugin for whatever it is I'm trying to do. Just yeah. don't include the word free. In your Google search, yes. because that will include all the plugins that have malware in them. Yes. <laughs> Just say oh, reviews. Yeah. Reviews is a good one, because then you'll get a nice yeah. review. That's the best free plugins from a reputable source. And that's the one thing that you can rely on in the in the WordPress plugin directory is they've all been vetted by the WordPress team. Ish. Right. Ish, initially, but, like, I literally have found two this week that have like you know they're calling home. They're like grabbing, sending all the data as soon as they're installed. So but in general, did, did you do in, the right thing and send an email to plugins at uh, WordPress.org? Yes. In in general, they're vetted and they're more trustworthy than doing a search for free WordPress plugin to Absolutely. do X. Right. Because if that if there's something that's just floating out there that's not in the WordPress uh, directory, you're asking for trouble. That's the point I'm making for our audience that has no yeah. experience. So you, so you shouldn't search for that cache uh, plugin uh, outside of the .org. <laughs> no, you should. Uh, you, you should get. Uh, I just uh, to cache me outside joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, one thing I was going to say online with WordPress. We were talking about. So I'm right now. I'm looking at the plugin page for WP SuperCache, right? And so one thing I always talk about in our meetup is when you are going to look for a plugin. Take a look at these stats, right? These stats are important. Look at the last time it was updated. Look at the active installs. Look at how many times it's been rated, um, and and what version of WordPress it's been tested up to. Those are those are critical pieces of information as to whether this is a plugin that you can rely on, right? That it, it speaks to the trustworthiness of the plugin. Now, it's not always it's not always accurate. I'm not making that statement, but you can you know with WP SuperCache, I assume that if 
one plus million active installs of this plugin are in place, it's probably something that I can count on. <laughs> I would hope. <laughs> when you start getting into more special specialized functions and the number of active installs start to fall, um, yes. you know, it can be a little bit more difficult to figure and, out what. And along those lines, if you get to a plugin that has not been uh, updated within the past two years, there will be a, an alert at the top of that plugin page to let you know this hasn't been updated recently. You might want to be careful when using this plugin. Yeah. What seems to be going on also with the new uh, directory is that if you if you put a tested up to in your plugin just a 4.7, it will keep saying 4.7.1, 4.7.2, 4.7.3 without you having to change it at all. At least that's yeah. what I find. Oh, really? Hmm. I haven't seen that. I see it in some of mine. One of the things that Steve and I talk about at these at the meetups is that um, there's this you know you have this uh, this thing of the my favorite plugins uh, piece where you can kind of go in there and favorite all the different plugins that you use all the time and, and Steve's always like uh, you know wanting to know what are your usernames how can we log in to look at this and how can we see it you know the if you go and look into the if you go to WordPress.org/plugins-wp which is the new plugin directory. Um, and just click on any of the uh, plugins there. Uh, the, the the interface, like the sub nav, will show up where it says plugins and it says my favorites and a few other things that we'll get into in just a minute. If you click on my favorites and if you're logged in, you'll actually be able to see a list of all the favorites that you've um, that you've ever done. Uh, you could also include just doing a search for your name in there, and it'll be able to find you find all those plugins that are in there that are favorites. In one of the ones that I which plugins you've done. Yeah, exactly. One of the things that that I noticed in here that I, that I didn't notice uh, the last time I looked in here is that there's a beta testing link that's that's in there as well. If you click on that, you can see a list of all of the plugins that are in development currently. But back to favorites for a second. One of the tips that Jason gave me years ago, which I love, is I can actually look at the list of Jason's favorites, right? So yep. once you favorite a list of plugins, that's that's public, right? So Jason can send me his list of favorites so that I can see what plugins that he uh, in, you know, uses regularly. Yeah. The beta testing tab has been there for a while, and I say mm -hmm. tab because that's how it used to be. And, and those are basically, those are what they used to call core plugins or plugins for, you know, uh, plugins that were in development for inclusion to core. They're still sort of that way. They just call it something different now. Feature plugins. Yeah, feature, feature, the feature plugins is a little bit different than the favorites, right? So favorites is right. specifically oh, no, no, yeah, yeah. to what I've favorited. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So I don't have any hard stats on this, but apparently the search is much better in the new one as well. So that's something to keep in mind. Um, a lot of plugins that, you know, well, I guess it's hard to say because like Sarah mentioned, right? The, if it's a brand new plugin, it's a niche plugin, it might not have thousands and thousands of, of installs, but it still might be something that's useful. But now apparently ones that have a lot more ratings and more installs will kind of naturally float up to the top more, or at least it seems to be. Uh, so that'll be a welcome change. And even, and even if you are dealing with an, a, a niche plugin that is, um, that is that doesn't have lots of installs, those user reviews and the support areas are very helpful, right? You can, you can look to see if people are um, having problems with it to judge the reliability before you start using it. Yeah, definitely. I think those ratings should should the review shouldn't be in in full. I don't think at least not the latest ones. Hopefully, yeah, especially when there's still a problem where people have reviews in lieu of a support request. Yep. <laughs> or when they're reviewing the, the the paid version and not the uh, not the version that they actually download from the repo. Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, directory. Sorry. <laughs> and so let's be let's be clear here. Not all plugin developers are created equally, right? So so um, that's important. That's what I when I when I'm evaluating a plugin, what I look at is I look at the reviews and I also look at the support to see how responsive the developers are, right? Some some plugins are developed once and then just abandoned. Right, and you can tell that by how active the support uh, team is at the at the developer. Yeah. Speaking of, actually, you can't see. You, you now have to scroll all the way down to see. And there's a ton of white space on the right, so I would think you could put the contributors and developers higher up. Um, but mm -hmm. it also doesn't show how many plugins they have, which um, I guess isn't really a metric. Like you can, it's almost worse to have twenty plugins that you don't support versus <laughs> two <laughs> that you take good care of. Right. That's true. Maybe so, so I'm looking. I'm looking between two different versions of um, one of my favorite plugins that Brian wrote, which is the the Write Meow plugin. And so, if you, <laughs> you go to WordPress, if you go to WordPress.org/plugin/write-meow, and then if you go to another, open another tab and do the exact same thing, but put in slash plugins-wp, you can kind of see the comparison between those two. And um, you're right, Brian. Uh, Brian, that there's a ton of white space that's sitting over there on the right-hand side that could definitely be, you know, used for. Not that we're trying to fill in white space or anything like that, but yeah. you know, there's plenty of places that they could, you know, go and kind of add additional stuff in there. Exactly. Well, the contributors used to be show the full description again. Could be cool. Yeah, the contributors used to be over there in that spot. Uh, yeah, it's at the very bottom now. Design. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't think the full description needs to be cut for sure, especially yeah, if you have a video. I don't video like how they, they hit everything behind a uh, you know um, read more. Yeah, read more. I I think contributors and developers like, I think that's perfect sidebar material. I think too much they they crammed into the main, the main column. I think some stuff is good. Like show screenshots right away. Have the description there. FAQs. I'm used to the tab, so maybe it's just partially like I like that. But I can definitely see a lot of that made it harder to discover. But I think. <laughs> I think they're putting too much in the main column. Yeah. So I I, I did a search for meow instead of write meow. Um, uh -huh. <laughs> you oh, you have competitors, right? Uh -oh. I highly I highly suggest that you do that because there's a write meow r i g h t as in left and right meow. But there's also one called kidify and there's one called cat game. Oh, there's no. one called apocalypse meow. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that before. Well, let's be honest. The the the, the best named plugin out there is Kenny Login. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a little bit. So my first um, plugin project myself, or how all this stuff works, was I took um, Hello Dolly with Slayer lyrics. Nice. <laughs> that was a, a lot of Hello Dolly. Um, on a competing podcast, variations, let's say. They, uh, they actually changed the, uh, or, yeah, I forget what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, yes. That, they're like, oh, if you want to sneak a framework into the plugin directory, take Hello Dolly and embed your framework into it. I, I got to tell you, Jason, Apocalypse Meow looks actually pretty useful. Did you look yeah, at right? the, the details of the plugin? I mean, this is, this is pretty nice. It's like a lockdown <laughs> plugin. It's awesome. Yeah. I might have to check this out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey Andy, during our pre-show, um, you and I were talking a little bit about uh, some of the things that are happening within within uh, this. You mentioned Jetpack earlier. Was that something that that kind of related to the way that the uh, the plugin directory was um, being changed or has been updated? It it seemed to take. Um, my understanding is that you can now or will be able to now soon install 
premium themes or some other themes through Jetpack. Oh, okay. So and it's themes. It, it, I think it was just themes. I don't think it was plugins. Um, but previously, you couldn't you couldn't use a uh, a plugin to install other plugins. Yeah. Um, you, you couldn't, couldn't put sort actually, of like WP Touch has been doing it for a long time and stuff, but uh, Mika actually wrote a pretty good post on that. On uh, it was a very good post, and it, yeah. some of, some of it was very enlightening. And um, even though I know uh, Mika's just done a full rewrite of the uh, plugin guidelines, what the the follow up post, uh, the clarification, had a lot of what I thought was new information. Hmm. And just for our listeners that don't understand, you can't use a plugin to install another plugin because that's just against the rules of core. Yeah, it's a .org uh, rules and regulations. But you could. I, you I, can you can, I know the answer. Like I know the answer. I'm just throwing you guys a song. <laughs> but, you, but, but correct me if I'm wrong. You can provide a list of plugins that you should probably that you could install in order to be able to use, say, a particular theme or something like that. Right? I mean, you what, could give them a list. Can, what, you can you can you you can actually put in i think you can use a, 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 a if your plugin requires or your theme requires certain plugins and it has to be there you can use a framework um to put up the list of, of what plugins that it requires or that would make it function better but the whole idea is is that these plugins and themes have functionality on their own otherwise they're it's, they, they don't want to put a crippled version up on the on the um on the directory, right? But your but your plugin and theme can have dependencies, right? You can have a checker in there that says you don't have this installed, so I can't activate. Yep. And I've got that. Well, I've, I have it activate like the events calendar shortcode uh, plugin, but it'll <laughs> check. Oh, do you have the calendar? No. Uh, and then show right. a, a notice and a link to actually really quickly show that like box and install it uh, if you want really quick. So, but yeah, I just I can't pull it down automatically uh, for them kind of thing. Right. Well, you could, but it's probably going to freak the heck out of them. Yes. I don't want to freak the heck out of anybody. So. <laughs> I actually wrote a framework that does just that. <laughs> freaks, freaks the heck out of everybody? Freaks the heck out of people? It will, it, it, will, it will install something automatically. What? <laughs> something? You don't even know what. Just It's like Russian. Well, it it will install a plugin or a theme automatically. Is it called <laughs> uh, I'm Feeling Lucky and, and, and just a random one? <laughs> no, 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 no. You have to specify. You have to specify the plugin or theme. I mean, nice. it, it doesn't take a random. It just doesn't take a random plugin or theme. It, it's like let me Google that for you. <laughs> right. Exactly. Andy, what's what's the name of that framework you wrote? Is that on GitHub? It's, it, it's on GitHub. It's the uh, WHP uh, dependency installer. Is what oh, I call it. Very cool. Got to check it out. It, it's a think of it as a very short version of uh, TGMPA. Yeah. Oh. If I've got the letters in the right order. <laughs> Seeing if there's a plugin in the repo called Russian Roulette that does a similar thing, but no. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that a logout plugin though? <laughs> yeah, logout plugin. So Steve, you were talking. You were talking about um, earlier with uh, you know the users, the way users should be looking at this. You know, I we kind of base this this particular topic on both the developer side as well as the, the end user side, uh, just kind of an overview, a general overview of, of um, WordPress plugins. Um, you know, we we're talking about uh, looking at the reviews, looking at the number of downloads, maybe even looking at how many plugins this person's actually in, uh, has created. Um, what other metrics should we be having our people take a look at here to kind of decide, is this a plugin for me and should I actually use it? 
Has it been reviewed on Chris Lemma's blog? That's, that's <laughs> my first. Oh, darn. Never mind. Pass that test. <laughs> um, I, you know, I mean, the, the, uh, the, I think the obvious one, the, the thing I look at is, is features, right? Does, does this, does this plugin get me the, 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 the general metric we use? And I know 80, you know, 90% of all statistics are made up, but we, we try to get the, uh, the, the functionality 80% of the way there of, of what, whatever we're building. So if we're going to use a plugin, um, versus building something custom, we want the plugin to at least do 80% of what we're, um, what we're what we're trying to do. If it's um, seventy nine, like forget it. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> um, we we just we, we wanted to get it close, right? And, and so that justifies us using the plugin versus writing something custom. And yeah, so features are important, but also UI is important, right? So if you are reviewing plugins that are similar and and, and kind of in functionality do similar things, um, I highly recommend that you just do this within a sandbox, either inside a desktop server or on. Um, a staging server or somewhere that's not your production site, uh, install a whole bunch of plugins that are similar, activate them, review them, just look at how their, their how their interface works, right? I, I, I know I, there's, there's, there's a, I remember there were um, a set of plugins that all did um, uh, RSS feed uh, ingestion into, uh, into WordPress. I think they still exist. There was WPOmatic and Feed WordPress and a couple of others. And I remember reviewing those constantly because they were always changing, right? And it really just de depended on, on which one fit into my workflow the best. They all kind of did the same things. Um, uh, but that's, that's how, that's, those are, that, I don't know if it's a metric, but that's how I review plugins. Yeah. So if it's totally, if the code's totally broken, but it looks pretty? That's fine. Yep. That's, yeah. that's all good. Yeah, it's, usually, all, it's all about looking good. Usually if the code looks pretty, it's probably going to work too. Yeah. Well, and, 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 and let's talk about the code for a minute, right? Because I think Brian, Brian brings up a good point here. One of the other metrics that we use at Zeke is will it scale, right? So not again, not all plugins are created equally, and some are created for um, cap logs, frankly, right? For people that are just doing... Uh, hobby type of projects or small business, right? But we're working on sites that do a million page views a day, right? And when you're at that kind of a, a scale, if you've got a plugin that just has something that hasn't been tested with that amount of traffic, you've got you're asking for problems. So it, it's it's never a good idea just to turn on a plugin without reviewing whether it will scale. Well, that's why you got to do everything in production, right? Because that's like a real test. absolutely. You yeah. just activate yeah. in production. It's just and the it crashes, you're like. For for our, audience, for, for our audience, Brian is being what do you call it? Sarcastic. Uh, sarcastic. Yes. <laughs> Sar there's cast. I thought for a moment he was going to recommend if you don't like it, the way it works in in production, you should actually start to try and change it while you're there. Yeah. In production. Oh yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. This is the sarcastic portion oh, of the show. <laughs> so so that brings up a good point of you know this code and you know you should definitely review the code as well not just you know plug it uh, not just install it locally and, and test it but review what it's doing take a look at the code and a lot of times like do you want to you got to ask yourself do you want to add this now you're adding another dependency which your whole system is now going to depend on do you want to introduce that to your code base is it worth it and and a lot of times what we'll find is we need a little bit of a you know a plugin for something. We can actually just look to see what it's doing at the core because a lot of times plugins do a lot more, especially because they have configuration options. So those configuration options add a lot of heft, which you don't necessarily need if you need it for a very specific use case. So you can bring it down into your your application code 
what it's doing and then you don't have the dependency maintenance of a third party making sure that they keep their plugin up to date i'll, I'll give you a specific example a specific example aaron and i are working on a project right now as we speak for a client where we were using gravity forms right for what really is a very simple form now i love gravity forms right i'm a, I'm a huge gravity forms fan but for what we're doing it's it's bloated it's, it's overkill for what we need and so it 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 was causing a, a very specific issue that we just weren't expecting. And so we disabled it and we're going to find something else. I found some of the most, the, the, the cleanest plugins that uh, I write and are out there don't have any, if I can avoid any, any sort of settings, I'll do it. I, you know, the, the whole decisions and that options uh, mantra. If people were to code require plugins, I would have zero installs. So <laughs> you want to do them well, right? And like you know, make your plugin and make those choices about what the plugin's gonna do and don't make it, you know, Absolutely. crazy uh theme fest. <laughs> yeah, I mean <laughs> crazy I, I, plugin uh, fest. The plugin I the plugin I wrote for the uh last year's uh OC plugin Palooza uh embed PDF viewer. There's no, there aren't any options. You just nice. put the URL to the to the uh, PDF and it puts it in the puts it in the frame. Yep. You know, there's a uh, there, there's a uh, a notion uh, out there, and I think I may have even said this on the water cooler before that you know if you if you encounter a site or you inherit a site that's got uh, a ton of plugins installed in it, you you've got you've got problems. That's not exactly true, right? More plugins doesn't equal necessarily equal more problems, right? You you just have to find out which is the plugin that's causing the problem, or which plugins might be conflicting with each other. That's yeah. that can be an issue as well. Are we going um, back to the cash thing, like more money, more problems? <laughs> <laughs> but you always have that person in the back of the room at the WordCamp who raises their hand and says, "What number of plugins is too many?" And you're just uh, like, "Well, it's, it depends. Is it is it ridiculous amount of functionality <laughs> that's in there? Are you installing?" Uh, you know, is it one more are you you 30, 30 copies of Visual Composer in there, or is it just you know, are you just just one with a couple a couple of content um, you know, contacts or something like that? You know, and I feel for you know somebody who's just coming into this space, right? That that doesn't have any experience with this, right? Everybody on this on this on the water cooler right now has experience and knows sort of which plugins to avoid and which ones are are going to cause a conflict and which ones have a lot of overhead, right? If you're just starting a a WordPress site. Uh, there's a lot to know. There's a lot to learn. Oh yeah. I, I, I don't have any advice for you. I'm just. I'm just <laughs> <Good luck. laughs> a lot to learn. You know, you can hire one of us, and maybe we'd be able to guide you along the way of how to do it. Don't install it if you don't need it, and if you're not using it, delete it. Yep. Yeah, that's a good. Everyone one. needs right now, but. And if you can. Except for that. Yeah. <laughs> It's like 34 plugins in one. It's great. <laughs> awesome, folks. Well, okay. that's. Oh, I think okay. that's about yeah. it, right? Should we wrap yeah. up, or you got one last? Yeah. You got you know, last words, Steve. No, no. I, I was just kind of reiterating what everybody else says. In general, you know, when you're going through the repository, or excuse me, the uh, plugin directory, just pay attention to what what other people have said, what other people have experienced, and use that as your guide. Right? Something something that has a ton of installs and good reviews is probably safe to use. And going to WordCamps is a good way to, you know, you're asking around, you talk, talk to people, and usually they'll be able to leverage their experience too. So. Ask, uh, ask questions. There, yes. there are plenty of people out there that can give you advice.
And hopefully Even if it's the plugin author is one of them. <laughs> Exactly. All right, folks, that's about it for today. Thank you very much for being on the show and talking with us about the WordPress directory, formerly known as the repo, as we called it. <laughs> and uh, make sure you go over to our website at wrcore.com. Click on the links there to subscribe. If you like this particular content, hit the little thumbs up button. I haven't been noticing that people are clicking the little thumbs up button. I think that's awesome. And if you like this particular stuff and you don't want to look at us, but you just want to listen to us, you don't want to crash in a car or anything like that, feel free to go and download the uh, the show as a podcast. You can uh, find your podcast catcher of choice um, and be able to subscribe to it from there. Why right, anybody folks. would watch this show on video I is beyond me. I, I don't understand that. Uh, <laughs> well, they, well, they do. And yeah, uh, and Andy says Overcast. That's my favorite one as well. So make sure you go check that out and get us installed. Talk to you all later. See you next Thursday and then Friday. Bye. Thanks,